I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Welcome to r slash pro revenge where this horrible student gets outed for being misogynistic on instagram Student said some misogynistic and abusive things So I took screenshots and sent them to all of his followers This happened around two years ago on instagram at the time There was a viral video going around of some guy repeatedly punching a stray dog while laughing out loud Now someone random posted the video and in the comments most people were saying that the guy should be arrested But this student was defending the dude basically arguing why would you ruin a young man's life for the sake of some worthless stray dog i had an argument with him in the comments for like 15 to 20 minutes until i gave up then he started sending me direct messages saying stuff like people like you are the reason that these parasites stray dogs and cats exist in our cities because you provide them with food and water i said so what are you gonna do about it and he kind of went berserk saying he'd beat me up and do stuff to me if he sees me just a bunch of very violent but childish comments so i went to his page he had like 100 followers and he was apparently a university student i took some screenshots of what he'd sent to me believe me a lot of really violent and abusive stuff with details and i started sending them to his followers with an explanation instagram wouldn't let me send so many dms in a short time so i got my friends to help me Some people wrote back to us, most of them girls, saying that they were extremely disappointed in him. A few days later, he messaged me and said, Thank you for ruining my social life. His account was gone after that. OP, I love you for doing this. I rate it so highly. Too much of the time, people think that because you're online and you're somewhat anonymous, you can get away with saying disgusting things that you would never even dream of saying in real life to that person's face. But because of people like you, OP, people are starting to realize that you cannot just get away with being abusive and downright horrible online. Look, we saw it at the Euros. If you remember back to summer, people were sending the England football players, if you didn't know this, horrible, racist, abusive stuff after we lost the final. Now, I think back in the day, that wouldn't have gone reported. But now, thankfully, people are more aware and people are reporting this sort of stuff and now you can't get away with saying this it needs people like uop to keep reporting keep outing these people keep embarrassing them to make people realize that you can't just say whatever comes to your mind online good stuff i love it and as for this guy saying oh you ruined my social life no you ruin your social life by being misogynistic and abusive sorry pal don't want to work on our assignments fine neither do i this happened a few years ago in college 
I had a class about entrepreneur projects and that semester was building a business on paper. Basically, we had to figure out what the business would be about, how it would work and how much money it would need and make. I did this subject in a different class so that I could have Fridays free. So I didn't know anyone in there except for one guy. Let's call him Mark. I teamed up with Mark and three other people to be our group. At first, things were working like a charm since we only cared about passing the subjects and we didn't really care about our grades. So we'd each do a part on an assignment. We had to deliver assignments each Wednesday, but we still got max scores on them. Our grade would basically be based upon all of our deliveries and some points on individual tests. Important info for later. It didn't take much time for things to go downhill though. It reached a point on the project that basically we couldn't modulate the work anymore. The five of us would need to sit together and brainstorm about the next steps. More specifically, when we reached the point of how we'd earn money with our business. Either that or one person would do everything alone. My group chose the second option. And this is what basically happened for six weeks. On Friday, I'd send a message on our WhatsApp group. Like, guys, we've got to deliver this stuff on Wednesday. When do you want to meet? Saturday, no responses. Sunday, the two checks would turn blue, meaning everyone's read the message, but still no response. Monday, I sent a follow-up message, no response. Tuesday, I would work my butt off and deliver it alone. Wednesday, two hours before the deadline, somebody, usually Mark, would send a message, hey, how do you guys want to do it? Which I'd answer, it's already done, and they would thank me and promise to release me from doing anything on the next assignment which wouldn't happen and the cycle would continue. After five weeks, I was fed up and got in contact with the teacher. Her response was that it was too late to do anything now because she couldn't assign me to another group and she couldn't give me special treatments. But she told me to check my grades because most likely I'd already passed the subjects. I looked at it and with my individual tests and what I'd already delivered on the projects, I got a grade high enough to barely pass the entire subjects. Now this was kind of effed up, but all the individual test grades and projects as well for everyone in my class were public. So I could see that nobody in my group had passed. The closest was Mark, but he didn't deliver one of the individual tests, so he'd still need to do something to pass. I could then and there be the bigger person and say something like, guys, look, I've already passed a subject, start doing something, or I'm not doing anything anymore. But I can be petty sometimes. On the sixth week, I didn't do anything. Wednesday arrived and Mark tagged me in the group, asking if I'd done anything. I remained silent. Panic started arising. Group members texted me in private. I removed the blue scene icon in my WhatsApp and would read the messages in airplane mode so they wouldn't see me online when reading. Except for the group messages because they would see that I read them regardless of leaving that setting on or off, so I didn't read them. Apparently, when you don't do anything related to the project in five weeks, it's hard to figure out what to do next. Deadline passes. I go to sleep. The class was at nights, at distance because of COVID. I wake up the next day, I have several name callings, assignment was not delivered, and the group was threatening to report me to the teacher. My answer was very simple. The teacher is already aware. I'm not doing anyone's work other than mine. You can all go to hell. And I left the group. At the end of the semester, only Mark and I passed. Now they got their poop together in the end, but not enough for the other deadweights to pass. That was the sweetest grade six. Grades here go from zero to 10. Six is the bare minimum to pass that I ever got. Now, Mark never talked to me again, 
but it was for the best. Oh, wow. Uh, this is probably one of the most relatable revenge stories that I've read. I, I don't know, I'll be honest, where I lie. Am I more like OP? Am I more like Mark in terms of the work that I did when I was at school and uni? I definitely got better as I went along and got up to higher education. But let me know. If you're watching on YouTube, comment down below. Where do you fall? Are you the sort of person that just ends up doing all the work and, you know, other group members don't? Or are you like Mark and you just would rather someone else do it? I'll be honest. I'm not sure where I lie. I'll leave that one to my teachers. Now, it doesn't take away from the fact that doing what Mark and the other group members did is terrible. And it's amazing, OP, that you've been able to do this and just absolutely mug them off they had no idea the panic that must have been going through their veins on that wednesday morning oh horrible I, I hate to even think about it but hey fail to prepare prepare to fail that's what i've always said and uh big mark he just about got away with it the others though nah and they didn't deserve to by the way they didn't deserve to hanging off the coattails of uop using your good work it's not enough to get to get a good grade i'm sorry it's just not can i just say shout out to the teacher because yes the teacher said it's too late to do anything serious about it or change group but they did let you know that you could do something sneaky here if you wanted to you've already passed that was enough for you to check it yourself and realize oh snap here we go time for some good revenge and i love it hey everyone I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I partnered with a racist. I'd recently partnered with a small production facility in my area. Our contract was based on capital investment along with designing and implementing new automation processes. Two-year outlook finished in just eight months. It was a typical small production facility comprised of 50 production workers through two shifts of 12 hours that ran two days on, then three days off. It also had two production supervisors for each shift and one maintenance supervisor for each shift. The people and their attitude is ultimately what led to my decision to be more than an outside contractor for this company until I worked the night shift for a week due to shutdowns that needed to occur to implement certain line upgrades. This is where I met him. We will call him Richard Head. Richard seemed like a nice guy in our first few encounters. And then I heard him in his element directing his maintenance crew at night over the radio. He would belittle this group of guys who were just there to do a set task list every night for whatever machinery they were doing preventative maintenance on. Unless something broke on the line, which would require attention first, obviously. I have never heard grown men spoken to like this and never heard any nasty remarks back or defending of themselves. He would call them stupid on the radio if they were having trouble troubleshooting a problem. Call some fat and lazy, and he called one black guy the N-word. The guy had been there since they opened the doors, and to be honest, he made me want to rescind any commitment I've ever made to this company. When I escalated this up to the plant manager, he assured me that it was friendly banter and they rarely had complaints against him. True, because anyone who ever did so in confidence of anonymity was always outed and then singled out until they were terminated by him. Racism being friendly banter, guys, I've heard it all. Since no one was going to listen to me, I decided to do my due diligence and started to document everything I heard on the radio with a date, time, witnesses to the treatments, and what rights the individual was having violated 
due to our state and federal outlines. I made this spreadsheet my entire time in the shift, documenting every personal account I witnessed as well. Harassment is a major problem with industry work, but the one that I've learned is the company killer is retaliation. If you can prove that, then they stand no chance. I saw Richard Head one night tearing down this 50-year-old man who requested two days off. To the point I wanted to lose my cool, but I knew that it would ruin all the information I was gathering. The days off, by the way, were because his nephew was just in a car accident two days prior and had to have multiple reconstructive surgeries scheduled. So I knew that now was the time to move on everything. I rounded up all the maintenance guys and shared all my documentation with them, but they didn't realize the importance of this information like I did. They just said that nothing will change. But nothing changed because nobody treats an issue as an issue if you come with incorrect, non-detailed information. The fact that Richard had used the radio so much was a godsend that they didn't see as well. When he spoke this way to people, he must not have ever realized that there are other supervisors on shift and that they, in fact, unintentionally became the strongest witness in the cases, especially when you have some audio recordings verifying the accounts. They have no choice but to acknowledge what they've heard. Each worker took their logs, and even though I have a capital time investment in this facility, I urged them at a minimum to petition to have this man removed or to threaten legal action. So what I'm getting from this is that even though OP is newly partnered with this company, he still selflessly, in part, wants to take them down. Anyway, once they coordinated a day to expose all of this, it was like watching a sports movie when the underdogs take the championship and get the girl at the same time. Not only did the man finally get fired, but the entire atmosphere around the place changed more than I could imagine. Older machines ran the best they've ever ran in my time there, and people loved coming to work again. They also put a placard on my door for when I came in about a week later. It said number one boss, but the boss was crossed out and hand engraved under it was the word badass. I obviously removed it from my door, but I put it in my home office and it's probably the best thing I've ever received from a facility. You know what, OP? I actually really rate your selflessness here because the fact that you've just partnered with this company would suggest to me that you don't want to disrupt too much. You want to keep it going. You've obviously seen enough to partner with it in the first place that you like. However, a little setback in the short term, having to do all this stuff, get somebody fired, you know, it's not good for the company. You lose money doing that is clearly beneficial in the long term. I like that you did that because look, there's no room for racism and just abuse, is there, at any company. And you can tell the positive effect that it immediately had afterwards. So uh, yeah, clearly a good decision. And I love that even though you probably were like, oh, have I made a mistake here partnering with this company if they employ people like this? You're like, no, we can get through this. Get this geezer gone. We'll be back to our best. And clearly that's what happened. Good stuff. And again, friendly banter being racism. Like I know I said it whilst I was reading, but what? Are you six years old? That's a joke. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash pro revenge. If you want more revenge stories right away, please check out the one on screen. It is so lovely. It's also linked down in the description if you want more from me right away. I've got to say, I personally love revenge stories because they're just so good. It's just good seeing bad people get karma on them. What can I say? I love it. If you do too, drop a like, subscribe for more, and I'll see you guys all tomorrow for another episode.